Welcome to another powerful message recorded live at Christ Encounter Ministries in Longobon. We trust that you'll be truly encouraged and blessed by this message. Okay, so family, let's just uh, uh, open in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity that I have to minister to your children, Lord God. But I will never forget my place. And that is a humble servant, nothing more, Lord. I know where I was when I found you. I was nothing and without you, I am nothing. And without you, I can do nothing. But with you, there is nothing I cannot do. So Spirit of the living God, I humble myself before you now. I bind pride, I bind self-agenda, self-promotion. Anything of self become less. Spirit of the living God become more. Speak through me according to Matthew 10 and verse 20. Unhindered by anything in Jesus' mighty name. And all of those who agree says, Amen. Amen. Now say this after me. I declare declare that my spiritual ears ears are open. And that my heart heart is receptive receptive to receive only that 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 you, Holy Spirit, Spirit are saying to me today. today. Now say this with a heart of faith, because you want an encounter with God, not man. Close your eyes. Say this. Say, Holy Spirit, Spirit, speak to me. me. I am listening. listening. Amen. 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 We, we, we brought uh, Renid from the back to the front because he was too rowdy in the back, but I see his com- com- compatriots is there now, taking his place. <laughs> we can have to get Rusty involved as well. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you guys all for participating. You guys are such a blessing. So today we are teaching on a brand new series called, drum roll. Whoa. <laughs> Angels and demons. Is this an interesting subject? Yes. Amen. So family, this is, this is a subject that many think, well, is demons and is angels, is it relevant for today? Okay, well, yeah, you guys know that, but just let's, uh, let's just... Let's just do this thing together, but I appreciate the participation. It's wonderful. So the, the question is, are there even such things as demons? Yes. yes. But for those who are not sure, we're going to have a look in the scriptures and get an understanding of this. Is this relevant? Is this relevant for today? Is it something like Old Testament or New Testament, or are there these things, angels and demons, and is it relevant to us? And when we, when we delve into scriptures, we need to always look at it from the perspective that we don't try and wrap our opinions around our traditions and our beliefs and our opinions. Amen? We take the word to unwrap our traditions and our opinions, and we believe what the word says. Amen? Amen. Paul said this in Acts 20, verse 27. He said, For I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole 
counsel of God. So if this is a subject in the Bible that we can say is quite prevalent, then it is something that we need to look at. Amen. We can't decide, oh, you know what, my church is not going to like this. Uh, no, Lord, I'm going to teach them this or whatever the case might be. We have to teach the whole counsel of God. Amen. Amen. So now we're going to dive into the scriptures. And whenever we face, let's say, a controversial subject, because some people find this controversial we always look at the example of, who can tell me? Jesus Christ. Amen? There's a lot of people that can come up with opinions and come up with ideas and come up with strange things, but we always go to Jesus Christ. And Jesus said in John 14 verse 6, He said, I am the way, the truth, and their life. So if you want to know the way on a subject or the truth about it, we look at his life. Amen? So the very first encounter that Jesus Christ had with demons, we see in Mark 1 verse 24. It says there, Jesus and his companions went to the town of Capernaum, when on the Sabbath day came, he went into the synagogue, he went to church, and began to teach in the church. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught with real authority, quite unlike the teachers of the religious law. Suddenly, a man in the cack, nochal, Amen? Amen. First demon he encountered was where? In the church. In the church. Suddenly a man in the church, in the, uh, in the synagogue, who was possessed by an evil spirit, cried out, Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Why are you interfering with us, our religious church? Why are you interfering with what we are doing in our church, Jesus? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus reprimanded him. Not the man, the evil spirit. Be quiet. Come out of the man, he ordered. At that, the evil spirit screamed, threw the man into a convulsion, and then came out of him. Mark 1 verse 32 that evening after sunset, many sick and demon-possessed demon people were brought to Jesus. The whole town gathered at the door to watch. So Jesus healed many people who were sick with various diseases, and he cast out many demons. Wow. So here we have the start of Jesus' ministry. And it involves teaching, healing the sick, and casting out of many demons. Amen? So now, we wonder, for example, now, if, is this just Jesus, or is this for us? Amen? Many people wonder. They think, well, look, you know, well, that's Jesus. You know, that's Jesus. He's different. He's 
You know, but that's not us. Is this for us? Is this for the church? Amen. I'm going to reveal to you and prove to you that it is. Until I get there, I want you to listen very carefully from the perspective and the mindset that this is for you. Very important. Teaching you guys very important things today. But I will solidify it later. If later you don't get it, then you can say, that's not for me. Amen? So let's have a look at Luke 9 verse 1. And he, Jesus, called the twelve together. He's twelve. And he gave them power and authority over some demons. Over all demons. Amen? And to cure diseases. And then he sent them forth to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So before they went to go and preach, he gave them power and authority over demons. Wow, that's very interesting. That word all in the Greek is the word pas. P-A-S. That means all, any, Every and the whole, in entirety. So you have to understand that this power and authority that Christ gave them was for any single demon, any gang of demons, and every single demon alive in existence and will some hoy Satan in there for good measure. Amen? But this is very dependent I will show you that everybody has the capacity, the authority, and the power to do this. But when you move into a different level, where, where it becomes a calling, submission to the church or submission to Christ, actually in every aspect, is crucial. And if you are submitted to Christ, you are submitted to the church, because Colossians 1 verse 18 says this, Christ is the head of the church, which is his body. I'll bring this into play later. I'm just setting a bit of a stage here for you. Amen? So, and that's not every and any church, family. Because you can only function in the authority of that which you are under authority of. Amen? You can only plug into what the power source is. And that's determined by faith and belief. If you plug into a church that doesn't believe in healing, that doesn't believe in, in the gifts, that doesn't believe in all of, uh, uh, in having any money, guess what? You're going to have no gifts, you're going to be sick and you're going to be poor. Yeah. Amen? Then you'll be sick and tired and then you can say that. <coughs> Amen? So you, it, it's very much dependent upon what, are you, what is the power source that you are plugging into. You can only exert the authority that you represent. Amen. I can't go and exert the authority of a police person because I'm not submitted under that authority. Amen? Amen. When I'm submitted under that authority, what I'm submitted under, I can enforce. Amen? Amen. James 4 verse 7 Submit yourselves then to God. 
Resist the devil and then he will flee. What comes first? Submit. Submit. Amen. Let's go back to the scripture. Luke 9 verse 1. And he called the twelve together and he gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them forth to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So what exactly does that mean? Power and authority. So the word power in the Greek word is dunamis. Dunamis is miracle working or miraculous power. And authority is the Greek word exousia, which means, listen to this, mastery. Superhuman magistrate and jurisdiction. Remember that. Say this, everybody. Devil, you are not my master. I am your master. In Jesus' name. Amen. So when you encounter demons of any kind or quantity under the delegated authority of Jesus Christ, you are the absolute and complete superhuman master. The, if you look at it from this perspective, it would be like a judge. A judge in the Supreme Court having absolute jurisdiction and authority over a criminal, which would be the demons. That is the power and authority that you have, church, over demons. Superhuman. Why is it superhuman? Because you do not exercise in your own strength. If... I have to go stand in the street and try to stop cars. They wouldn't listen. They'd swear at me. They'd knock me over. But if I put on a police uniform and I go stand in front there, they recognize the authority, not me. So you function under what you are submitted and the authority of Christ. It is the delegated power and authority by Christ that comes from submission. Amen? Say this. So the, the delegated power and authority comes from submission to Christ. Amen? Let's have a look at Matthew's view on this. The various apostles or disciples in, the, in, in Matthew, he gave his account. Let's look at Matthew 10 verse 1. And when he had called, it's the same account, when he had called his 12 uh, disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean demonic spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Now, it's interesting that Jesus' first instructions to his church, his very first instructions to his church is what? Cast out demons. Now, if this was a priority to Christ, then how many of you think that it would be a priority to Christ now? Amen? Hebrews 13 verse 8 says this. Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, 
and forevermore. If it was a priority, as we've seen in all of these scriptures, then it's a priority now. Amen? Amen. To the church. Now let's follow this story and see what happened. Because Jesus sent out his 12 disciples. Then he sent out 72 more disciples. And they all came back and we see the account in Luke 10. Luke 10 verse 17. Then the 72 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Wow. God, uh, Jesus gave them the power, the authority. They went out, they were amazed and said, even the demons are subject to us in your name. That word subject is the Greek word hup ot as so. That means to rule with absolute obedience. Those demons were absolutely, completely, and utterly obedient to the delegated authority of Christ. Amen. Now, we wonder to ourselves, well, you know what? That's a pretty powerful scripture, but will that relate to me? Is it kind of true? Like if you had to maybe one night face a demon, for example, amen, and you think of this scripture, would you think like, how true would the scripture be? Would you, would you have question marks about that? You know, Everybody knows and is very fearful for the devil and his demons and all of the curses and all of that, right? People are very fearful of that. We know the scripture says that the devil walks around like a roaring lion, seeking who he can devour. Amen? We all know that. So how do we test if the scripture is true? If Christ says he's given us superhuman, complete, absolute, utter strength over these things, how dangerous is this lion? And how could we gauge that? There's one thing, it would be scary if you're standing and this lion is walking around you seeking who he can devour because he can't. I'll tell you later. But I would think the best test of the power of this lion is if you had to push the lion in a corner. Like a caged animal, push it in the corner and face that lion head on. That would be the ultimate test. Amen? Church, this word is 100% true. I have looked through the eyes of people, into the eyes of ancient demons, manifesting, speaking to me, face this far away from them and I've said to them you know that you are subject to me in Jesus name Amen. you know what they said yes I know this word and every word in the Bible is 100% accurate these ancient demons who I've encountered many of wanted nothing more than to rip me from limb to limb. But they were powerless in the face of the delegated authority of Christ. Amen? Amen. Even when they tried to get up, 
They couldn't. And afterwards said they felt bonds of fire holding them down. Family, do not fear the devil or his demons or every curse. Listen, if you're living a life of sin, fear. Because then he has you. But if you are living as a child of God under the delegated authority of God, yes, you're going to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. But if you're not living in purposeful sin, you have absolutely, you've got nothing to fear. That lion was a pussycat. Praise Jesus. Okay, let's get this sorted. Jesus responds in Luke 10 verse 18. Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions. Now Jesus is starting to elaborate after that he's given them the power, the authority. They've come back. They said, wow, these demons are subject to us. Jesus is saying the scripture before that he said, I saw Satan fall like lightning flash from heaven. Lost all power, all authority. And he says, I have. Behold, he's like, listen. Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions, demon spirits, and physical and mental strength and ability. Wow. Physical and mental strength and ability over them. When we do deliverances, it's me and my wife. Amen. Because I understand the Scriptures. And he says, over some of the power that the enemy possesses, there's that word all again. That means nothing outstanding. Amen? All the power that the enemy possesses, and I remind them of that. Amen? And you should be reminding them of that in your life. And nothing shall in any way harm you. Nothing will harm you. Nothing will harm you, child of God. No witch, no warlock, no devil, no demon. They cannot harm you. They can come and try and infiltrate you. They can harass you, and they do harass me. Do you know how I deal with them? Because when you're dealing in this ministry, they come and they try and harass you, and I'll wake up at night, and there's a devil in my room. Do you know what I do? Devil, foot sack in Jesus' name. And I go back to bed. Amen. You've got to get this, family. It's like the, the mouse with the elephant. Amen. The elephant's scared of the mouse. Come, family. Come, church. We need to rise up. We need to rise up and know who has got your back. Amen. Paul said this in Timothy 1 verse 18. He says, this I charge. I commit you. This is not maybe or a if or a... This is a charge. It's a commitment. Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you wage the good warfare. Like the Americans say, that there are fighting words. Amen? This is not soft words. This is very direct, very meaningful, very powerful. Wage a good warfare against what? <coughs> Ephesians 6 verse 12 tells us, he says, For you're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, 
the people that are coming against you, things that are opposing you, all these strange things happening. That's not flesh and blood. It's not the people, but against evil rulers and authorities in the unseen world that's influencing them, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Family, you are in a war whether you like it or not. You cannot be complacent. You cannot ignore it because you are facing a ruthless enemy. Doesn't take an inch. Doesn't take prisoners. Shows no mercy at all. All it wants to do, their main agenda, John 10 verse 10, come only to steal, kill, and destroy. And you need to realize the authority that you have because you have to live a delivered life. So many of you people are so steeply influenced by demons that you don't even know how life should be. It's the truth, family. You don't even realize. You think it's normal. If you think what you are going through and these emotions of depression and oppression and suicide and rebellion and jealousy and envy, all of that's normal. It's not. It's demonic. It's demons, family. And you need to learn how to live a life of deliverance. I live a life of deliverance. Still to this day, I find out things in my life where the devil has influence and I have to function from a position of deliverance. Mark 16, verse 17 in the NIV. And all of these signs. What is a sign? This is a sign will accompany a believer. Tell your neighbor, they're talking about you. Amen? This is what's going to accompany you as a believer. What did Jesus say? In my name, they will cast out demons. Yeah, we have it again. This is not just for, de- uh, for Jesus. This is every believer. Family, you have to think about this. God's greatest enemy is the devil and his demons and his kingdom. He has caused a third of the angels to rebel, rebellion, third of the angels to rebel. He has caused massive destruction upon the earth and still is today. He is killing, stealing, destroying, wrecking people's lives. He's God's number one enemy. But then why aren't the preachers preaching about it? Why don't the preachers, many ministers don't even believe in demons. Why aren't they not preaching about it? Why are they not teaching? Do you know why? Because they're full of demons. I'm telling you the truth, family. When Jesus was casting out demons, they said to him, you casting out demons with demon. He said, no, 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 no. A kingdom will not war against each other. A kingdom divided will not stand. Jesus said, those who are not for me are against me. How can you, as a minister of the gospel, not teach and equip and train the people of God how to face and defend against the mightiest foe of God? Shame on them. That is high treason. Let me ask you this question. If you have a general that is training up an army to go fight a war, 
asks this maybe. And this general says, you know, don't worry. We'll read the manual on how to be fit. We'll read the manual on how to, to shoot a gun. We'll, we'll do all But don't worry. These things, ugh, don't worry about them. They don't even exist. Your enemy doesn't even exist. Don't worry about it. Everything's good. Just pep talks. It's good. God's got this. You're going to work everything out for you. Everybody cheer, raise your hands. Everybody get all emotional. And then the general sends these soldiers out to be absolutely slaughtered by this enemy. Who is that general working with? The enemy. Amen. That's a wake up. Amen. The scripture says the great deception of the end times or the, the first sign of the end time is mass deception in the churches. They don't want to teach you that you have authority over this. The devils want them to beat you down, to wreck your lives. When you speak to these demons, their whole mandate is, what do you do? I destroyed their lives, destroyed their families, destroyed their finances, destroyed their relationships, destroyed their identity. That's what they do. Destruction, destruction, destruction. Amen. So family, you can only function in Authority when you're under submission. Listen carefully. If I finish the service today, and I place a chair here, and I say to you, my feet are really sore. Come and wash my feet. Come, come wash my feet. Come take my shoes off, come wash my feet, come dry my feet. Let's just hang there for a moment. What came up in your heart? You see, the thing is, family, if in your heart you thought, what is this like talking about? This guy's got a, a God complex. If you thought, I ain't going to wash that oak's feet. You're in rebellion. Very good chance you have a demon. You know what? I'll wash your feet. I'll wash your feet. It would be an honor to wash your feet. It would be an honor. And family, I wash your feet all the time. I'm doing it now. And Christ said that, he said, after he'd washed the feet, he said, you do the same as I've set an example for you. You see, the church functions in submission, not lordship. I need to submit to you just as you need to submit to me because it's the only way that unity will come. Yes, there's times I need to lead, I need to rebuke, but I'm submitted. I'm submitted to my team. I'm submitted to them. Amen. I wash their feet. And when, if a time comes and I have to rebuke them, I will. But I love them, family, and I love you. And that's how the kingdom of God works. If, that, if, a, if a root of rebellion came up in you, you need to come and see me. You need to come and see me. 1 Samuel 15 verse 23. For rebellion 
is as the sin of witchcraft. Why? Because Satan rebelled in heaven. It is witchcraft. If you're in rebellion, you are in witchcraft, family. And when you encounter demons, they can clearly see your positioning. They can clearly see if you are under submission and where you are. Yes, we are all called to deal with demons in our life, to cast them out, to function from that perspective. But if you want to function in a calling of deliverance where you want to be going and casting demons out of people, you can't be in rebellion. Acts 19 verse 13. Then certain of the, what's that word? Vagabond, Jews, exorcists, took upon, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits. They said, listen, these are legitimate exorcists. They are vagabonds. They are doing their own thing and they took it upon themselves. They're going to do ministry. And they said, they call upon had evil spirits in the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. And there were seven sons of Sceva, seven of them, a Jew, and a chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leapt on them and overcame them, all seven of them, and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Yeah, we have legitimate exorcists who finally tap into real power. Not religious exorcists. And they go and they, and they, and they say, in the name of Jesus, they're not submitted to Paul or Jesus, but in their name. And these demons recognize the authority we know Jesus. We know Paul. Who are you? Who are you? And the key comes with the word vagabond. That means they were wandering, doing their own thing. They do not have a fixed home. They do not have a fixed spiritual home. They are functioning in a high level of ministry. You all, it's a sign to cast out demons, but there's a higher level of ministry. Deliverance. And they were functioning illegally. They had no authority. Because they were vagabonds, they were in rebellion. What they were doing was witchcraft. Amen? We're almost there, family. We're almost there. We're almost there. Family, I need to warn you. I need to give you a stern warning. Let's look at Matthew 7, verse 15. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but who are really vicious wolves. The term prophet, it's not a believer. It's talking about someone that wants to function in ministry, wants to function in influence, that's trying to function in ministry. And they are disguised as harmless sheep. They look like sheep. They look like you and me. But inside, they are not just wolves. They are vicious wolves. 
Amen? And so Jesus says in the scripture, he continues and he says, you will know them by their fruits. Please, family, don't run after every person that acts spooky spiritual. Please, don't. Don't run after people that say that they've got a word for you. They want to prophesy over you. Yes, we must encourage. Yes, we must pray for the sick. Yes, we must cast out demons. But people that are trying to function as prophets in the prophet ministry, and unless they look like a prophet, unless the fruit looks like a prophet, what does a prophet's fruit look like? It's a whole life. They're functioning in a ministry, so they've got a ministry. Followers, amen? Not one or two. Many followers. Amen? You have to look at the fruit. A true prophet has a strong following. A wolf devours relationships with little or no following. A prophet brings peace and unity. A wolf will scatter the sheep and bring strife. A prophet has a whole and a holy life. A wolf has a history of destruction and division. A prophet is a servant to the people, always drawing attention to Jesus legitimately from the heart. A wolf is proud and loud, faking drawing attention to Jesus, but just drawing attention to themselves. Family, never trust anyone that says they function as a prophet, that says that they have a discerning of spirits ministry, it's witchcraft. It's witchcraft. That is a part of a ministry that is given specifically to the prophets functioning in ministry, the fivefold ministry. Like me, I've been given responsibility, I've proven faithful and trustworthy, and God then will give these special gifts for ministry. But these vagabond people that are walking around saying that they're this, that, and the other, they're wolves. Amen? Don't trust them. There's no one in this ministry that is authorized and endorsed to do deliverance. If you want deliverance, you come and see me. You speak to my wife, or you speak to Almbury, or you speak to Yolandi. And we will arrange it. There's no one endorsed. If you go to these people, you will end up with demons. I promise you. I promise you, family. You have to listen to me. You have to listen to me. You have to remember, those people's lives, everything that it represents, and so often these are people with broken lives, broken marriages, broken relationships, Broken churches, broken, 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 and now they want to come and prophesy to you. Those seeds will come into your life, and that brokenness will happen in your life. You need to look at the seeds and say, do I want those seeds in me? Family, this is serious business. My eyes have been opened, and you need to be aware of this. Amen? Amen. Family, that's it for today. Thank you so much for the time spent. 
the prayer ministry will be over here if any of you need, need some prayer. And um, we love you guys. I'm praying for you. If you want to become a member of Christ Encounter Ministries, please speak to Almarie and she will give you the manual. It's free. And you just need to use that manual and watch the Christ Encounter Ministry Christian Growth Seminars. And you can become a member and you will plug into this anointing. I pray for my members. I engage in warfare for my members. Amen? Amen. So you have that opportunity. Thank you, family. We love you. And uh, don't miss Friday. Amen? Amen. Praise Jesus. We trust that you are truly blessed and encouraged by this message. If you would like to find out more about Christ Encounter Ministries in Longabon, please feel free to check out our website at christencounter.co.za.